This is Retirement Talk with Mike Graber from Compass Retirement Advisors. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Mike Graber provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Retirement Talk with Mike Graber. Hello, everyone. Happy to have you with us again today. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Today on our show, uh, we are going to talk about financial tips for women. In my experience, uh, the unique needs and concerns of women who are nearing retirement uh, or who have already retired is one of the most uh, underreported uh, and overlooked elements of uh, retirement planning. You know, advertisements for uh, retirement uh, tools and retirement services uh, often feature uh, a typical couple uh, standing on uh, the white sandy beaches with uh, beach umbrellas and uh, white sands and blue skies and uh, a refreshing drink. But uh, that's not uh, the picture of retirement for uh, a good portion of our population. But what about the many women who will enter or spend a significant amount of their retirement, you know, on their own? And uh, we've dedicated today's show uh, to discussing this. And we're going to look at some things women can do to potentially make their retirements uh, a little more comfortable if they find themselves on their own. As always, it's good to have a pen and paper handy to take some notes during our show. And if you hear something that raises uh, any questions in your mind about uh, the planning that you have in place, or perhaps you've yet to commit to uh, creating a retirement plan that is in writing, don't hesitate at any time to give me a call at 812-787-0809. And a reminder, you can listen to past episodes of Retirement Talk with Mike Graber by subscribing to our podcast, and you can find those at uh, Apple Play, Spotify, and other podcast media. Now I want to have uh, Tony Shore uh, join us. Tony is with us each week, and and we appreciate his contributions to our show. Tony, thanks for being here. Uh, We've got another important show for our listeners today, one that we have uh, prepared uh, especially for uh, the women listeners in our audience. Well, I think that's great. It's it's definitely a, a group that uh, does have uh, unique needs and uh, financially uh, there are some specific things that I know you want to talk about. It's wonderful to be alongside you here today. And uh, what a great needed topic. You know, I know you've talked previously about how often women are underserved when it comes to retirement planning and financial services. So I think this is a good opportunity for you to address some of the important information and steps they can take to prepare for retirement. So uh, it's going to be a great show today. I'm excited about it. Let's get started. Yeah, let's uh, jump right in. And and I want to first address a couple of uh, bigger uh, picture issues that I see um, that that need to be uh, understood and addressed. And after that, we'll break things down into several Uh, practical planning tips that that I think uh, can make the retirement journey a little more uh, comfortable. But I want to start by uh, mentioning Social Security and pensions. I think it's uh, especially important for everyone, not just uh, women, uh, to grasp how important understanding Social Security is. 
uh, failing to, to dig into the information and, and to understand things like claiming strategies and uh, when to begin uh, receiving Social Security benefits, you know, that can lead to some uh, unnecessary you know, financial strife. You know, in today's world, uh, unfortunately, marriages uh, sometimes are not successful. But uh, with that, having been married at some point, May, and I want to uh, stress the May, uh, create some eligibility to claim Social Security benefits from a former spouse. And and this could be due to uh, divorce, but uh, also uh, maybe uh, the, the death of a spouse. But either way, you may be entitled to benefits. So make sure you ask your financial professional or uh, ask the Social Security Administration about your eligibility to claim benefits on a former spouse. Yeah, I know that there are a lot of strategies and people leave money on the table. Sometimes they don't understand what's available to them, and I know you help your clients out with this And I'm glad you're uh, educating our listeners about this. And if they have questions, I know they can call you. Uh, And that is a big planning point. I know there are all sorts of eligibility criteria that must be satisfied to claim on a former spouse, but I know you don't have time to go through all that today. We'll do separate episodes just on social security maximization, but, you know, getting this on the radar uh, where, where appropriate is key. Now you also mentioned pensions, right? Yeah, I did, Tony, and I, I do want to uh, get that on the radar as well. Now, we don't see a lot of the uh, traditional pension <clears throat> plans these days. Um, you know, those are kind of um, from a bygone era. Uh, they've been replaced by, you know, 401ks. <clears throat> but there, there still may be some people uh, who did uh, work for an employer who provided a traditional pension, and they're drawing retirement income from those plans today. So here, here's the key, uh, and it's to make sure you understand the settlement options that apply uh, to that pension income. There are several ways uh, that a pension could have uh, been elected. Some, you know, include a payment for a surviving spouse, and it's possible that a, a surviving spouse could have been excluded depending on the option that the worker uh, took. For example, the worker may have had an option to take 100% of their pension and then leave zero in the form of pension to the surviving spouse. And we rarely see that, but that was an option that was available in a lot of plans. Another option may have been uh, to take a reduced pension for the worker, let's say 50%, and then the surviving spouse would receive the same amount. Or if that didn't work in the budget, there could have been an option for the worker to take 75% and the surviving spouse a a smaller uh, percentage. Um, Those numbers be what they might be. Here is the point. If your spouse worked for an employer who offered a traditional pension, make sure you understand what settlement option was elected. Make sure you understand what happens at the death of that uh, uh, spouse who uh, worked to have the pension. You certainly don't want any surprises. Um, It's hard at that point uh, to make uh, uh, income plan adjustments. We've seen it before, but don't get caught in that position. Know what your income will be if your spouse passes away and they had a pension, but likewise, understand what happens to Social Security when one spouse passes away. 
again, social security comes up, but you have to understand these things. And another great insight, a great example of checking all the boxes when it comes to retirement planning, correct? I think so, Tony. And that's why we do what we do. We want to get information out there for people to consider, uh, take it under advisement, and then seek out uh, the solutions that are right for them uh, and uh, the the picture that, that takes place in their, their own home. I want to now uh, look at a CNBC article. The title of the article, uh, Men Have Three Times More Retirement Savings Than Women, Seven Steps to Make Sure You're Financially Secure. And I think there's uh, some practical information in here uh, for uh, those that are listening. And let's start with some of the statistics. Uh, currently, women make only 82 cents for every dollar uh, that a man makes which immediately makes their planning for retirement more challenging. Furthermore, women uh, have a retirement uh, average uh, amount saved in in retirement accounts of of $23,000 compared to around $76,000 saved for retirement uh, for for the men. And those numbers are uh, alarming as we begin our conversation here. Uh, But the truth is uh, that leads to the necessity of having a comprehensive strategy uh, that can help make up for some of the uh, shortcomings in our financial system that uh, don't favor women, um, perhaps as they should. So uh, that sounds good that we're talking about this. Uh, What's one of the first uh, steps you mentioned? Well, the first uh, is to, to make sure that you're involved in the finances within the household. The old saying that Knowledge is power is absolutely true when it comes to personal finances. You know, we need to get into the habit of of going through all of uh, the financial information in the household on a regular basis. Maybe that's weekly or monthly so that you do understand uh, what's going on uh, with the money, what's coming in and what's going out. And uh, many of my clients, you know, take a peek at their checking account every morning uh, right on their phones these days. You can get uh, updates. But you know, make sure that you're involved. Uh, make sure that, that you understand the, the household uh, financial dynamic and uh, be, you know, be involved in that. Uh, you might uh, you know, pay attention to your spending habits. If you see a bunch of weekly charges from the, the same coffee shop, it might be a sign uh, that it's time to maybe cook uh, a meal or more at home or you know, make the coffee uh, at home instead of going through that uh, uh, Starbucks drive-through, uh, you know, take care of things at home that way a little more often you'll be surprised at how much that can add up to uh, in the monthly budget well yeah that's a things add up people think wow what what's the big deal but everything adds up and if you look at where you're spending money and stay on top of it you'll realize okay uh, i could really cut back here and save a lot here and that way i'd have more here so i i think uh, again uh, a good strategy makes all the difference in the world, as you say, and paying attention. What about people, though, who have shared finances? That has to play a part in this. It, it does, Tony, uh, but uh, that shouldn't be a reason, you know, not uh, to keep uh, your eyes on the finances. You know, both people uh, have the right to, to look at their shared accounts, I believe. Uh, the next step, I think, is to uh, set up uh, a savings account that you don't plan to touch. You know, a lot of us do a good job of saving for that uh, purchase that's coming up, but we need to have some savings that uh, don't have a purpose other than 
Uh, we don't know why we might need it, but we need to have some money in an account. And if there's one thing that we can all expect, uh, it's that uh, the unexpected is, is going to happen, uh, right? Uh, uh, it seems sometimes that at the most inopportune time, we need a new set of tires or uh, there's a situation where we need to hop on an airplane and, and get across country for some reason. So having some money set aside that's not uh, earmarked for a specific uh, expenditure, I think that's always a, a smart move, uh, and it helps us to be prepared uh, for those things that that undoubtedly are going to arise from time to time. So I take it you're talking about the, the emergency fund that you've mentioned on other shows or having some liquid and savings. How much are we talking about? Well, there are, you know, the proverbial rule of thumbs and, and most uh, advisors would tell us, you know, three to six months worth of living expenses in an emergency fund. Uh, we saw a, a little change to that over COVID where, you know, a lot of advisors were encouraging people to build that up to, you know, a nine month total. But ultimately, uh, you simply try and save as much as you can within your circumstance, you know, even setting aside, you know, $50 a paycheck uh, can eventually turn into a, a nice uh, sum of money that can help you out when, you know, this uh, uh, unfortunate, unforeseen thing pops up. And don't forget that having a cash reserve uh, can help you avoid relying on things like a borrowing or, or credit cards. If you pay, uh, you know, for a six hundred dollar uh, set for something, and, and you wind up, you know, spending more just because you you were, were charged interest, that's not always a, a good buy. But if if you you know put that set of tires on a credit card, uh, you're going to pay more. It'd be better to have saved some money ahead of time and paid uh, the cash for that. And we live in what's largely become a, a credit based uh, financial world. But that doesn't mean that we have to uh, just kind of go along with it. Uh, doesn't mean that we we shouldn't be thoughtful and, and forward thinking and planning ahead when it comes uh, to uh, avoiding uh, pulling out the, the plastic for uh, those those kinds of expenses. Well, yeah, and I think most people will need a credit card, but having one doesn't mean to you know you have to use it all the time or let a balance carry over, right? That's exactly right, Tony. Um, just uh, some good sound uh, principles. I think uh, the next step uh, that we would encourage uh, as we are, are talking about uh, financial tips for women today is, you know, plan for the future. That sounds simple and maybe uh, even simplistic, uh, but the reality is many of us get caught up in the here and the now, and we forget about what uh, lives are going to look like, you know, after uh, we leave uh, the office uh, for the last time, after we retire and, and walk away. And uh, this article points out, you know, women live longer than men on average. So it, it's critical for women to ask uh, themselves several questions uh, like, uh, what if I do outlive my uh, husband or, or my partner? Will I want to keep uh, our home uh, once I'm uh, on my own? Uh, what if I live into my late 80s or 90s? You know, what will I need in terms uh, of long-term care? Those are just a couple of questions that uh, we need to, to be thinking about as we uh, try and you know, peer into our futures and get a, a glimpse of, of the things that we might face. Um, we need to, to, to ask ourselves uh, those, those and other types of questions. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and I think that's important, obviously, uh, and, and really heavy questions, but very important questions that we all should be asking and getting answers to. Uh, they are indeed, uh, and, and you should also consider how other people's finances may be affected if something were to happen to you. You know, designing a legacy plan uh, is an important financial step for, for many uh, women. A legacy plan will spell out, you know, how your bills are to be paid if you're unable to do it yourself. Uh, and uh, will also identify, you know, the heirs for your finances uh, and, and your property. For many po- folks, uh, working uh, with a, a financial services professional, you know, that's a great way to, to walk through this process. It'll help you uh, ensure that uh, you've, you've asked, you know, the, the right questions and that you're on top of uh, the financial strategy and uh, are working uh, hard uh, to prepare for the re- kind of uh, retirement that you can be uh, excited about. I know most advisors are going to have you know, uh, a, a booklet uh, like uh, Steps to Survivor uh, Success or uh, legacy planning booklets that have a series of uh, questions that uh, they'll walk you through with. So it's important, uh, ladies, you know, to think about your legacy uh, and uh, work uh, through a, a process that helps you put things in order the way that, that you'd like for them to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's it's important, especially for women out there, uh, to make sure that they understand these things. And obviously, saving as much as you can makes sense, right? It, it does. It does, Tony. Um, it doesn't sound like much, maybe, uh, as, as we were saying here earlier in the show. But, uh, you know, $50 a month here and $50 a month there, it adds up. And then, uh, you know, following through on some of these questions that we've been asking, I think, are key. We are taking a look today at an article from CNBC. Uh, men have three times more savings than women. Seven steps to make sure you are financially secure. And in that uh, article, uh, the next recommendation is uh, setting financial goals that are focused on your long-term security. And first it says, you know, uh, regularly contribute to a savings account. And we've talked about that and and the uh, percentages can can vary um, based on, you know, your monthly gross income. And, you know, we can throw a number out there and say, well, maybe you should save 20%, but, uh, that might be hard uh, for some uh, folks to do, but uh, in reality, there is an amount that you can save uh, from each uh, paycheck, and you want to make sure uh, that uh, you're doing it systematically. And with today's technology, you can have it deducted uh, right out of your paycheck and into a, a savings account at your local bank, and um, that's that's a good way not to miss that contribution. That money will be there whenever you need it. Well, yeah, and that's uh, that's right. That's the plan, right? Uh, you know, hey, if you're going to visit Mickey Mouse and his pals uh, and you don't want to have to use your credit card, uh, that would be a wise strategy if you could make that happen. It, it really is, Tony. Um, the next uh, step uh, that the article points out, is, for women especially, is to make sure that you have uh, built up credit in your own name. Uh, having credit in your name is, is perhaps uh, more important than just about any other financial move out there. Um, it can help uh, with true financial security, and it can be extremely challenging uh, if you find yourself uh, in need uh, at some point and you don't have uh, a sufficient 
credit history. According to CNBC, roughly uh, 45 million Americans are credit invisible. But if you fall into this camp, uh, there's no reason to give up hope. Um, you know, become an authorized user on your partner or on a relative's uh, credit card. Uh, once you're authorized, you'll begin benefiting from uh, that person's good credit actions without being on the hook for the charges. And with this step, you'll want to, to be certain the person who's primary on the card is, uh, is obviously uh, responsible uh, and, and trustworthy. But again, the important point here is to make sure that you have a credit history in your name only. Uh, we hope you'll never uh, be in a position where uh, it's an issue for you, but we have to consider things ahead of time, and this is a, a good step uh, in uh, preparing uh, for uh, some financial versatility uh, to make sure that you have options uh, if the uh, unfortunate happens. So uh, please, uh, you know, follow up on, on this important step. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's hugely important. Well, we're almost out of time for today's show. Is there anything else you want to add for our listeners today before we go? Well, there's there's just a, a lot that goes into being prepared, and and uh, we hit on uh, some some detail things here that seem pretty minor, uh, maybe at first glance. But these are all the little things that add up into being big things, and, and we often find that. Uh, we wish we would have done this uh, at some other point, and there's no uh, better time, ladies, than today to start making sure that, that you're prepared um, to you know handle the finances yourself, to be prepared in advance, and to know things like what happens to my income if my spouse passes. Uh, we mentioned you know the pension and, and the Social Security as, as two big areas. Uh, to, to know those answers. And I would throw another one out here as well, real quickly here on the end of our show, Tony. Uh, there are a lot of folks that own annuities that have income riders on them. And you need to understand what happens uh, to that income rider at the death of the first spouse. Uh, that may have been elected as a single life payout. It may have been uh, elected as a joint spouse payout. But the important thing is to take the time and ask the questions um, ask your financial advisor to, to help you get the answers to those types of, of questions. Um, I think uh, that's about it for today. Uh, ladies, if, if we can help, guys, if we can help, please give us a call here at uh, uh, Compass Retirement Advisors, and uh, we'll help you uh, put things uh, in place that can help you feel a little bit better about uh, your financial future. Uh, we believe it's important to have a written retirement income plan. Uh, it's important to have uh, guaranteed income within that plan and a plan also to maximize Social Security and to minimize your exposure to uh, federal income taxes during uh, retirement. My number again is 812-787-0809. I hope you'll join us again next week for Retirement Talk with Mike Graber. And we hope to announce dates for our uh, upcoming uh, spring retirement planning uh, workshops. Those will take place in Jasper and in Huntingburg. We don't have the uh, dates uh, nailed down firmly yet, but uh, be listening uh, for those, and uh, we'd love to have you join us then. So we'll see everybody back here again next week for Retirement Talk with Mike Graber. Uh, tell your friends and, and your family uh, to join us. And remember, you can find the past episodes uh, by subscribing to our podcast at Retirement Talk with Mike Graber. Thank you for joining us today. Hope you have a great one. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Retirement Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. 
For more information, contact Mike Graber at Compass Retirement Advisors. Call 812-787-0809 or visit them online at Compass Retirement Advisors, LLC.com. Investment advisory services provided by Creative One Wealth LLC, a registered investment advisor. Compass Retirement Advisors LLC, the Insurance Shop Inc., and Creative One Wealth LLC are unaffiliated entities. Mike Graber and Compass Retirement Advisors are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Provided content is for overview and informational purposes only and is not intended and should not be relied upon as individualized tax, legal fiduciary, or investment advice. Each individual situation will vary and opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Illustrations given are hypothetical examples and provided of illustrative purposes only. It does not represent real-life scenarios. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources, and no representation can be made to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. The information contained herein is based on our understanding of current tax law. Tax and legislative information may be subject to change and different interpretations. We recommend that you seek professional legal advice for applicability to your personal information.